Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. When people first came to America, they brought us with them. We are the ancient ones. Then they built churches, cathedrals, or they direct a stone circle. Dear God, I hope you got the letter and I pray you can make it better down here. Gradually they abandoned us. Old, forgotten gods. Now there are new gods growing in America. And they want to destroy us. War's a coming, Shadow. I have a big role for you. Time to ride. Where am I? Did that happen? There's something special going on here, and I feel a part of it. He is dangerous. I need you to believe that. There's always a cost with him. Just haven't paid it yet. The war begins. I'm going to take him out. No, you take them all out. This is America. The greatest story ever told. Are we ready? Welcome to Neon, the podcast that takes pop culture and reveals the real history behind it. I'm Jem Daduchu, and this time we're going deep. We're talking about American Gods, TV series which has come from a book by Neil Gaiman. Now, before I go any further, here's my pitch to you, because I've, I've had some interactions with some people online, and they've said, Jem should I bother listening to the ones that I don't know anything about? And of course I'm going to say yes, but the point is this. Obviously, if I'm going to talk about something like, let's say, Star Wars or Alien or Predator, these are things that pretty much everybody has seen, but other things don't necessarily get the same level of love. So what you're going to get always is a bit of history, and I hope that you're coming here to find out some things about maybe cultures that you don't know much about, or 
parts of history you don't know much about. But also, it might inspire you to think about, oh, you know, I've, I've always heard of Akira, but I've never quite got round to actually watching it. Well, it's the same thing here with American Gods. More on that explanation in a moment, but I would encourage you, even if you don't necessarily know the, the topic of what I'm talking about, if you don't play video games and the, the episode happens to be about a video game, don't worry, it's not going to turn into a whole load of text speak. You'll still be able to enjoy it as much as the Game of Thrones episodes. So, if I'm talking about American Gods, that means I'm going to be talking about religion and folklore and how you just cannot extract that from culture and history. So if that sounds good to you, we're talking big brush strokes here. And we're also going to be talking a little bit about the meaning of some of the characters in this particular TV show that's on Amazon Prime. You got here, Brenda. This guy has been creeping around since at least 1700. Not possible. You've been here for three and a half hours. How many different ways do you want me to tell the same story? Notice anything unusual about Santa Carla yet? No. It's a pretty good place. I'm impressed. How many questions does it usually take to spot? As your leader, I encourage you from time to time, but always in a respectful manner, to question my logic. Now to run a computer check on this tape and the professor. Dodge this. The tracks go off in this direction. Okay. If you don't know, or even if you do, here's a brief summary of what American Gods, uh, both book and TV shows, is about. It's an ingenious idea. It's such a great idea. It's one of these things where you think, why wasn't that done 30, 40 years ago? But no, we needed Neil Gaiman to come up with the idea. And the idea is this. There's an awful lot of people out there who say that religions are artificial human constructs and I think they've got a pretty good point on that but if that's true and if there is the idea of a meme meme being an idea just wants to keep replicating and going whether or not it's true or not it's not the same thing but the idea of an idea is once it's in your head it's very hard to extract is the gods as in all the the gods that you've heard of like Zeus etc that you've heard of exist and the more people believe in them the stronger they are but here we are in the modern world where basically nobody really believes in the old gods but as america is this huge polyglot a multicultural melting pot i know that's a, sometimes a controversial idea of thinking about that but hey if you're proud of your irish heritage you can't have originally come from the north american continent somebody had to have shipped over at some point etc that in america today there are all these different gods vying for attention and the really old ones the ones that have been half forgotten turned into folklore and legends they're the ones who are trying to push back but what's interesting is it makes a very powerful point that a thousand years ago in scandinavia you might well have spent time thinking about thor for example i know i've done a whole podcast on him but uh you know i just thought i'd mention him today we probably spend as much time thinking about 
our Wi-Fi connectivity, our smartphones, etc. So in American gods, there are new gods coming to the forefront. Uh, there's one particular one who's sort of portrayed as just this vape smoking sort of like DJ type guy who, you know, you could argue that would be the modern imagery of a god, you know, using what's popular in the world around us now. You have all these different gods vying for each other. And of course, you might turn around and go, hang, hang on, hang on. What about the one true God. And there's a, a hilarious moment in the first uh, series. They walk into a room uh, and, and, and there's all these gods. And, and most of the journey is through this guy called Shadow Moon, who's an unusual named character, but he seems to be a normal guy who's picked up by this suspicious looking gentleman. Um, and uh, played by Ian McShane called Mr. Wednesday. And uh, yeah, does, again, don't have to be a rocket scientist to go. And if you've heard my Thor episode, you'll go, Oh, Wednesday, Woden's day. He's he's Odin or Woden. Yeah, yes, he is. Um, that's that's a pretty poor twist. Um, but you know, it's all done with a nudge and a wink on that one. Other ones, bit more unusual. But anyway, if you're in this house full of gods, where's Jesus? And the response is, well, which Jesus do you want? And if you like, it's it's a throwaway gag, but it makes a really powerful point about how there is an original idea that then gets spread and evolved into local communities. Whether, whether you like it or not, that's what's happened. So the point is, well, do you want black Jesus? Do you want Methodist Jesus? Do you want Catholic Jesus? So, of course, you know, Jesus is Jesus. so far it's just some kind of vivid dream I don't even know if I can believe that even if you don't believe you cannot travel in any other way than the road your senses show you and you must Walk that road to the end. There is a, an American Catholic priest who has written a multi-volume book on the difference between the biblical Jesus and the historical Jesus because they ain't the same thing. And that's not written by an atheist. It's written by a Catholic priest, okay? He has skin in the game. But... It makes the very valid point that even when people try to get back to the grassroots and just only pour stuff out of the religious text that they're reading, they're still doing that in some sort of cultural context. And to be blunt, if Jesus was a Jew, 
Well, he couldn't have been black, but he certainly couldn't have been blonde-haired and blue-eyed either. That is highly unlikely. You just look at people living in the Middle East, that isn't really a character trait, a physical, biological trait of people living in the Middle East. And yet there are loads of... Uh, as a kid, I remember flicking through a sort of picture Bible and Jesus was always this blonde-haired, blue-eyed guy because that would appeal to, to I guess, a European and North American Protestants. So, yes, we ourselves, we sometimes catch ourselves evolving these images and iconography. And indeed, the very earliest image that people believe to be of Jesus was done in the Roman era. So he seems to be wearing Roman robes, fresh cut face, um, a sort of awe around his head, like Mithras or, or Mercury, um, holding a rod of authority, which you would have had in the Roman era. So to a Roman, you would see this to be both a friendly person, but also a person I can relate to because they're sort of dressed in my culture, and therefore a positive symbol for Roman Christianity. But that is not what you think of whenever I say Jesus. Invariably, he's got a goatee. Where did that exactly come from? That evolves later. I'm not going to go into the whole Shroud of Turin thing. You've got all these different gods, Vi. But it's the ones, the lesser known gods, that are the more interesting. And they have sometimes, they've got some strange names. So I'm going to use, if you like, they're more... But it, there isn't even a rule with that in the TV series. Because, you know, Mr. Wednesday is clearly a reference to Odin, ultimately. But then you've got Chernobog, who's based on the Slavic folklore of Chernobog. So they didn't bother changing his name at all. But then you've got Mama G, who is this um, Indian woman, and she's Kali, the goddess of war. Well, Mama G is not a common nickname for Kali that I can find. Please, if there's any Hindus who listen to this uh, podcast, please correct me on that one, but I, I did research and I, I came up with nothing. So sometimes they've got unusual names, sometimes they've got wink, wink, nudge, nudge names, and sometimes they're just using the normal names. But one of the people that you're introduced to is a woman who has a different name in the TV series, but basically she's the Queen of Sheba. And I just wanted to throw out there, the Queen of Sheba is a really interesting example of folklore. Because you have probably heard of the Queen of Sheba, and then you sort of run into a bit of a blank. Now, you heard of the Queen of Sheba because she's mentioned in the Bible. But as I've mentioned in the past, the Bible is a book of philosophy. It's telling you why. It's not telling you how, and it certainly isn't telling you dates. And all the names have gone through several different filters of language and translation. So the point is this. We know where ancient Rome is. We know where ancient Judea is. But we have no idea where the kingdom of Sheba was. We've got a guess. It, it, well, we've got a guess in terms of an area. It could have been round about the Horn of Africa. That's northeast Africa. Or maybe possibly somewhere like Yemen, um, which are sort of opposite each other. But we are technically talking about two different continents there. So that's a close guess, isn't it? And uh, we have no culture. Uh, in the world that we can directly say that is definitely Sheban. And so the Queen of Sheba seems to have been a really important person in a particular period in the Bible, and that's all we can say about them. But it's actually a religious text that has kept this sort of half-remembered story or culture alive going down the multiple generations since it was written down. But one of the most powerful scenes 
in the first series is with an African god, Anansi, who I was first introduced by some of my kids' books that they brought home from school. You know, look, I, I know about, as I said, I know about Zeus and I know about Thor. You know, I know about the Christian gods, I know about Islam, I know a bit about Hinduism as well. But I don't know an awful lot about various African folklores and deities. I realized this was clearly a thing when one of my children brought back two different books about Anansi the spider, which had completely different artwork and they were completely different stories, but both of them hinged around this magical spider. And Anansi is indeed an African deity associated with spiders. And in the TV series, sometimes he looks like a spider and sometimes he looks like a black man. And there is this absolutely wonderful, powerful, dark, dark scene. Because as I said, it's the people who are brought over from other countries that bring their religions and cultures to America in the rules of what's going on in American gods. Of course, Anansi came from Africa, so it would have come from the slaves that were being brought over to America. And so there's this powerful scene where basically there are all these uh, black men sort of stripped down to their waists in a ship. These, this is clearly a, sh a slave ship heading to America. And a Nancy appears and they all go, oh my God, you know, are you going to save us, etc. And instead, he tells the, these slaves the story of not just what's going to happen to them, but what's going to happen to their descendants. Let me paint a picture of what's waiting for you on the shore. You arrive in America, land of opportunity, milk and honey, and guess what? You all get to be slaves, split up, sold off, and worked to death. The lucky ones get Sunday off to sleep and buck and make most slaves and all for what? For cotton, indigo, for a fucking purple shirt. The only good news is the tobacco your grandkids are gonna farm for free is gonna give a shitload of these white motherfuckers cancer. And I ain't even started yet. A hundred years later, you're fucked. A hundred years after that, fuck. A hundred years after you get free, you still getting fucked out of job and shot at by police. You see what I'm saying? This guy gets it. I like him. He's getting angry. Angry is good. Angry gets shit done and he just tells these these slaves probably the worst story you could ever tell a human being that not just you are trapped into torture and poverty but your children and your children's children and so what anansi says is you know i could break you out but you do not know how to sail this ship however if you destroy this ship maybe it makes it not as profitable for these people to carry black people over to America. And so these black slaves immolate, destroy, this, you know, go down in a, a blaze of glory to protect, if you like, their, uh, their seed, their descendants. It is one of the most powerful 
scenes in TV I think I've ever seen. And I absolutely encourage you to, to watch it at least up until that point. Amazon is hoping that American Gods is the new Game of Thrones. And I'm going to be honest, it isn't. Now, don't get me wrong. I love this TV show, but it isn't as straightforward, clearly, as Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, you can basically say, it's the Tudors with dragons. It's the War of the Roses with zombies. You know, it, it, in other words, you can get the idea of Game of Thrones pretty quickly. It's power playing between dynasties with a little bit of magic on the side. OK, there you go. That's a summary. What's this? Gods exist. They interact with humans. They're having a war. You know, there are different types of gods. And, you know, some. Uh, it's more esoteric. Simple as that. That doesn't mean it's unfollowable. It doesn't mean that it's impossible to deal with. But it isn't as instant a hook. Watch out for part two that will be coming up in just a few days' time. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. 